Stop, stop, stop. Hey, everybody, and thanks for joining us for the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Espo. Gerald Borgay will be joining us here in just a little bit from the Footprint Center. And we are celebrating tonight because the Phoenix Suns defeat the Brooklyn Nets 117 to 112. Matt Ishbia in the house, Cam Johnson in the house. We got ourselves a W. There's not enough energy here. They won! <laughs> they were back, baby! Let's do it! Let's go. How you feeling, Saul? Uh, you need to you need to bring some energy. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty. No, no, no. Like, listen, like he's gonna go over the top. I'm always the calm guy. Yeah, that's, that's I thought not it was, true I at thought all. It was fantastic <laughs> tonight. Bullshit. I thought I thought the first quarter, by the first half, it was vintage Suns basketball mm-hmm. where they just dominated offensively, dominated defensively, um, and it led into the third quarter. And then they fell apart a little bit in the fourth quarter. But that's to be expected. You don't have your horses with you. They held on, which is all you need. And we move on. It's fantastic. I'm glad we're back in the W column. Look, that was the good ish tonight. You got Matt Ishby in the building. You got Ish Wainwright making the heads up play. This is Suns basketball. It felt like the team that we had seen and grown to love. It was exciting. It was good offensively. It just feels nice to, as I said in the pregame, see that light at the end of the tunnel. It's not over. There'll still be rough times, I think here over the next few weeks until Devin Booker's back and everybody's back in the groove of things. But this is where you feel a little bit better and you realize things are going to be okay. Yeah, it just... Oh, man, it just feels really nice to get a win. Everything was kind of just looking a little doom and gloom. And then our pregame show, we got all this crazy news right (laughs) before the game started. And it just kind of lifted all of that heaviness off of our shoulders. We were feeling good. Obviously, the Suns were feeling good. Cam Johnson, of course, like from the jump too. that that was extra special, I feel like, because we came into this game with lowered expectations for Cam just because he's coming off an injury first game back. Like we have to be a little realistic, right? Comes in within a within a couple minutes, knocking down threes like that was one of the moments where it's like this. This is special. He, I he, like this. He didn't look like somebody that was second guessing their knee at all. Like he no. was playing uh, all out for the 16 to 18 minutes that he was going to get played very hard. He hit um, a lot of shots early. And and that's exactly, you know what? This team needed, needed some juice. They needed somebody to give them a spark. And damn it, if Cam Johnson didn't come in and do exactly that, like you could see the energy was back, especially once he hit that first three. It was like a huge sigh of relief, I think, not only for him, but also his teammates. Mm-hmm. And then they were off, and off to the races. So uh, listen, this is one of the better performances we've seen from the Suns in quite a while and i'm just i'm i'm happy cam's back you know like he's been through a lot in terms of injury he's back he's and he produces in game one hopefully that timeline's a little bit uh quicker than maybe we expected it to be because based off of this performance performance it's hard to keep him down but but look for me it wasn't just the shooting too we forget how impactful he can be on the boards too Mm -hmm. he had six rebounds tonight he came up big there he got to the free throw line nine times which is something the suns team has struggled on he came out and helped them in two areas that they've been severely deficient in and that's a big deal even though you know didn't have the greatest night shooting four of ten two of six from from three but did those little things that really helped energize this team yeah i'm just i'm really i was just so pleasantly surprised with how this game kind of went down especially with cam i mean code just sent us super chat thank you code for the super chat said sweet baby cam foundation money wb (laughs) so like it's just fantastic i'm i'm really happy for cam i'm happy for the sun squad uh, finally feeling good about themselves. Like we had Jock pop into the studio yesterday really quick, came and told you it feels like they'd been on the road for seven weeks. Sometimes you just <laughs> need to be back at home. They had two days off here in Phoenix to be able to just get some good rest and relax for a minute and get their heads on straight. And sometimes that's all you need. You just need a reset. Sometimes you just need to sleep on your own pillow. Yes, exactly. So sometimes you need a point guard on a 10-day contract to uh, 
come up big too. <laughs> mm-hmm. As Trevor says, uh, HBO, HBO better go to every game. Good luck charm. Thank you for that super chat, Trevor. All the things just really worked tonight. Like yes. everything was in alignment tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic game. Fantastic evening. Let's look inside the box. Espo. Oh, well, geez. what's in the box? <laughs> Apparently not the sounder. Oh, what? Uh, it's a big win. 117, 112. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, it's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head in the box, or Emma's if she keeps keep <laughs> messing this up. 117-112. Uh, the free throw is a big story tonight. The Suns got to the line 41 times compared to the 25 for the Nets. Suns hit 28. Nets hit 15 of their 25. And the rebounds were, uh, were pretty good tonight for the Suns as well as they finished with a 49 34 advantage on the board. So big 117-112 win for the Suns there. And those two areas are areas, as I said before, when it, you know, with talking about Cam, that this team struggled mightily in during this uh, downward trend. And it, it came up big tonight against a Nets team that isn't the biggest, but they, they took care of business on the boards and got to the free throw line. No, it was great to see. You know, DA, I thought DA had a pretty good night. I, I, again, you just never know what you're going to see in the chat. I think uh, some people were still not satisfied. I thought he played with a lot of effort. I thought he played hard. I thought he played physical, especially when he got opportunities down low. Um, and that led to the rebounds. I mean, he had 14 himself. You know what I mean? So overall, I think I think it's it's it was it was a great overall performance and a, and a great way for them to kind of rebound from this last run of games and 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 really try to exercise some demons. Physically, overall, I think they opposed their will against the, the Nets. And, yeah, it was, it was great to see. I appreciate you, Emma, even though, uh, you know, it's been a rough one. Everybody's telling me to lay off. I appreciate Cody you, Cody even Emma. sent you some money, Emma. Said Emma, appreciation money with the super chat. Thank oh, you, 1999, Code. too. Somebody really appreciated it. Thanks, Emma. Code. We I, appreciate that. I think that was just before Emma was born. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of people are blaming it on Cam and the Suns. They just went so hard tonight, brought all the energy. They stole it from our studio. Hold on. Leah trolled us and said the stream just didn't know what winning was like. When you're Coyotes <laughs> host, a team that just set the record for most consecutive losses in franchise history is trolling you. This is true. You know it's a good night. This is true. Um, I, You know, one of the things that I really enjoyed tonight was just like the rebounding because it's not often we get to talk about how the Suns were able to out-rebound their opponent. Like you said, Espo, they're not the biggest team by any means. But still, the fact that we're able to take advantage of the fact that they're not a bigger team, and they actually yeah. did that tonight, is... It's a rarity. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that was 49-34 to 34 in the rebound department. DA had 14 of them by himself. Um, like I just love nights when we get to look at the box score and be like, this is what we've been asking for all season yeah. long. Well, th- the one frustrating thing uh, it continues to be this team does not seem to know how to pass to DA in the block in the fourth quarter. That was very problematic. Uh, and mm-hmm. good defense. I'll, I'll give the Nets some credit, good defense by the Nets, but the Suns just could not seem to get a clean entry pass into DA in that four. But what I will say is this, though. Mikhail and DA, something we've always clamored for them to do, and I think tonight we kind of saw a small step in that evolution, is that they were they were the the go-to guys on offense. Very true. Um, and DA had a clutch jumper at the elbow down the stretch. Mikhail had a clutch jumper down the stretch. Uh, neither one of them looked like they were shying away from the moment. Saban Lee was down. It was in at the end of the game. You could see that the moment was like it was not bigger than him, but he, he it's still it's a little unnerving to be in that situation at that time. Game's on the line. It's a five to seven point game. Uh, he was looking to defer to anybody else, right? But Da and and, and Mikhail didn't do that. They were just they took the ball and they they went with it. Um, that's what I love to see. And the, and I think the thing that was the most frustrating was there was a play on the wing where the ball literally got swung to Cam, and Cam uh, and DA had perfect post position. I believe that's even uh, it was even against uh, Kyrie down low, 
and they didn't even they didn't even throw the ball down low. Cam immediately kicked it right back out, and then they ended up forcing up a shot and not getting a, getting a bucket. And I'm like, dude, that's that's the time you go down and try to get your as close to automatic bucket as you possibly can down low against a mismatch. So um, those are things that hopefully they'll correct as they move on. And uh, you know, and Da, I, I didn't think that was really on Da multiple times down the stretch. It looked like Da had position, he had an opportunity to get the ball, but again, post passes just trouble this team. Yeah. Yeah. And I will give Mikhail credit, though. Did have nine assists tonight. He was one of their primary distributors. Uh, so good game and trying to get his teammates involved. I just, I don't know if it's a lack of practice, if it's just something that's so foreign in today's game to try to kick a ball down low like that to a big man. But again, that was, that was problematic, but they, they were able to overcome it there at the end. Uh, Joe. Joe said, I know it's early, but does this mean D.A. stays in the Valley after the trade deadline? Joe, your guess is as good as ours at this point. Or his trade value went up. Either yeah. way, it's good. <laughs> yeah, True. either way. Uh, we did get a super chat from James. Thank you, James, for your super chat. Uh, they didn't add anything to it, but he also sent us a comment, said, love Dario and Ish off the court, but they got to go. <laughs> Aw, uh, James. Ish was, like, was yeah, so clutch, though. Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know about clutch. In I mean, that one specific that one play, play yeah, when he fouled? He had a great play that we didn't even get to see, <laughs> if, which is unfortunate. If they like, Ish didn't foul, we could be talking about a completely different uh, yeah, ending to this game. million percent. So. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was heads up, and I don't know that it was discussed either because uh, what I loved was, uh, what was it, Damian Lee who missed the free throw, yeah. I believe, and Ish looked at him after he made the foul and said, I got you. Don't yeah. worry. And it was like, I'm not letting us, I'm not letting us lose on some crazy or, get, you know, have this game get tied on some crazy three because of this free mm -hmm. throw. We'll, we'll keep this together. Which so. I mean, that is something we have seen from the Suns, um, semi-consistently at least fouling while up three. Mm -hmm. Like that's something they've at least had conversations about. Cause this isn't the first game we've seen them do that in. No, but there wasn't even hesitation. And he fouled, uh, Claxton, who's not a, a great, the free throw shooter at all, which he mm -hmm. proved even worse when he's trying to miss it on purpose. But, uh, you know, so it was, it was extremely heads up in a time where it could have been very easily. They could have given up that three. Mm -hmm. Uh, tribe in the, in the chat said ish does our dirty work. And listen, here's the thing. Like we all ish is not, he's on a two way contract, yeah. right? The value of a two-way contract to get what you can get from Ish Wainwright is solid. Like, I think that's, you're getting good value from Ish within that okay. contract. Now, I will say, when it comes to, because somebody else in the chat was like, Ish can go, but D-Wash and D-Lee all the way. Low-key concerned about D-Wash right now, because <laughs> Saban Lee seems like he's, he will likely get another 10-day contract from the Suns, but you know he wants to at least try and secure a roster spot at the very least the two-way yeah, spot there if, if the D-Wash were to get let go. If D-Wash hasn't unpacked from the road trip, he might want to leave the stuff in the suitcase right now. I think there's a, I think there's a chance Saban Lee winds up on that two-way and, uh, and Dwayne may be uh, not long for for the roster. I mean, and that's... I think it has more to do with what Saban Lee has been able to do uh, in, in his time here. The fact that they need a ball handler uh, right now. And I, I just feel like Monty has more trust in, in Saban Lee. Like it's something about the way Saban Lee plays that Monty just is more comfortable with than, uh, yeah. than he is with D-Wash. Yeah, I, I'm never going to predict what Monty's going to try and do. Cause it's hard. It's hard to predict what he's going to try and do. You know, he... He, this is a great matchup for Saban Lee. He did a great job tonight, played very solid, had a couple of nice moments. Um, you wish he could shoot a little bit better than he than he can, especially with the release being so slow. But uh, I don't know. I mean, he could be gone after tomorrow. You just never know with the Suns and with Monty Williams. So I mean, he did say pregame that he really loves Sab Saban Lee yeah. and mm -hmm. that he's hopeful he can hang around for a little bit longer 
pending all the money things are, are good on that end of things. True, but at the same time, I never heard a coach be like, I can't wait to get rid of this bum after 10 days. Yeah, no, but way. Monty wouldn't go out of his way to praise him yeah, either. I mean, remember how much he tap danced around talking about Aaron Holiday? Yeah, exactly. But then said, I'd take a dozen Alfred Paytons on my team. <laughs> like, we know when Monty likes a guy, right? Or like, <laughs> uh, I should have played Aaron Holiday more. Yeah, like, yeah. so uh, Saban Lee didn't shoot poorly at all tonight six of 11 two for four from three had those 15 points added in six assists three rebounds and an assist only had one turnover so i mean uh, if he it's one night mm -hmm. but if he comes out and i think they if chris paul isn't available on saturday they should start saving lee i don't need to see yeah i don't need to see a starting lineup with a shooting guard Two small forwards and two centers. Like I don't need that. Give yeah. me a give me a guy that can handle the ball early in the game. So I'd probably start saving Lee and see see what happens there. If he puts up another st stat line like this, to, you know, uh, and shoots well, just manages the offense. I think you got to start thinking about his long term future here. And a lot of people in the chat are bringing up the fact that he's not on the scouting report right now, so he does he's not a target per se for uh, the opponents, but. Take advantage of that while you can. Yeah. I mean, shoot, we took advantage of it with campaign for an entire season pretty much until people started realizing what campaign's game was. So why not take advantage of it while you can? Um, but if he's willing to put Saban Lee, to leave Saban Lee out there to close a game, why not open a game with him as well? Yeah, well if you trust him enough in those closing minutes, why not trust him to start it? Well, and if he's out there with, you know, with guys like, Mikhail and DA and Cam, the defense isn't going to focus on them anyways. It doesn't matter what the scouting report says. They've got their hands full with other guys, so he'll still be able to to get some of those drives uh, and whatnot. But, you know, we'll see. Like, to Saul's point, Monty changes his mind uh, more than, you know, some high schoolers change their underwear. You know, it's a, you know, it's, it's a daily thing here with Monty. Yeah. All right. We do have a super chat. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to pronounce sure this person's do. name. Vertigo? No, the one before it. Sasai Alakon? Alakron? Alarkron? Alarkon. Sasai? I'm really sorry for pronouncing your name probably incorrectly, but thank you for your super chat. We appreciate you being here with us. Said the spacing today with Aiton Bridges and Cam on yeah i think this is a fantastic point it's, it, that's one of the things you really miss uh, without cam johnson out there is mm -hmm. the spacing because even if he only shoots two of six from three you have to be on you have to stay on him i mean he was one of the best three-point shooters last year percentage wise like you have to stay honest on him which opens up other things when they were playing these lineups that we're a poo-poo platter of, uh, of what we got to see. You don't have a lot of shooters. You don't have a lot of spacing. There's not a lot of guys that you have to stay up on. Cam Johnson is that guy, and it's going to help out DA. It's going to help out McHale on the driving lanes. All those things become much better with Cam out there shooting. Yeah, I think it's, it's basically the same offense, except you have different weapons. And when you have those different weapons and you don't have to worry about uh, and, and the defense has to worry about spreading all over the court and their rotations have to be on point because it could cost you a three. Um, you know, this is what can happen. They, they have to weaken in other places, and that's exactly what happened tonight. So, yeah, it's, it's always great to see the spacing be on point. Also, I feel like it probably took a little bit of the pressure off of uh, Mikel and DA to just be the two main scorers. They knew they could probably rely on Cam for a couple buckets at the very least. Um, but I am just... I'm really glad Cam's back. <laughs> like, I'm just glad Cam's back. It's been far too long since we have had who, like, one of our best shooters. One of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of our sure. best shooters yeah. out. Like, we've been missing yeah. offense. So having Cam back to be able to create even more offense that we desperately needed, especially without Devin. Yeah. I mean, he's huge. He's our best shooter. Yeah. Uh, outside of Devin Booker. Right. Like, uh, but he's not our, obviously there's, you know, there's a difference between shooting and scoring, right? And, yeah. and Cam Johnson's definitely a, a shooter. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, it, listen, when this team has its weapons, they're as competitive as anybody, um, to, to be able to do it. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad he's back too. I, 
I think we can't overlook the mojo factor, right? Mm -hmm. And it sounds cheesy because you hear that talk, but to me, Cam Johnson being out there makes McHale more comfortable uh, in, in who he is in a lot of ways too. And I think we saw that tonight. He was he was more than McHale. Now defensively, they still have a lot of things to clean up. We saw a lot of uh, a lot of flaws in the fourth, even from McHale. But it felt like they had a little bit more that that feel, that rhythm, that groove that they that they get into. And I think a lot of that can can be attributed to how comfortable those guys are out there together. Yeah. Um, Eli said round of lemonade for everyone. Yep. Let's just keep going. The one thing I was surprised about was that Monty actually pushed what he didn't tell anybody pregame, like Gerald and the rest of the reporters there, what his minute number was looking like for cam tonight. But the broadcast did say Monty told them he was hoping to be around 18 minutes. Mm -hmm. He pulled him at exactly 18 minutes, but then the nets were basically like toying around trying to make a comeback. And so Monty put Cam Johnson back in. He finished with just on just over 22 minutes yeah. of action tonight. So not too bad as yeah. far as the minutes go in his first game back. For sure. Well, it's all about tomorrow, how he feels too, though. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you're going to see how, how he is tomorrow, you know, if there's any residual effect from playing the minutes. So we'll see. And then they got back to back Saturday, Sunday. So that's going to be really interesting to see how they handle his minutes because if he is on a minutes restriction, you got to imagine you can't push him too hard in, in Saturday's game because you got Sunday or you're not going to be able to use him much on Sunday mm -hmm. if there is a true minutes restriction. I mean, I wonder if they would even consider sitting him for one of the games just to be double safe, but <laughs> I, I just, that would be kind of disappointing. Well, it's not only really disappointing, <laughs> but like why? You know, like well, either he's either he's healthy, he's ready to go, or he's not. Like it, yeah, they said I, campaign was healthy and ready to go. We got him for, what, a quarter and a half? And now he's missed another well, then he stubbed his foot. Like, X amount it, of games? It doesn't it, Listen, we we know right now with Cam Johnson that, like, we could hold him out for the next fucking two months. And that next game back, he could injure himself. Like, injuries That's are true. just part of the game. Like, we have to get around it. And we can't be afraid to use our tools because we're afraid to hurt them. Like we got to just go. No, I mean, you got to, as long as there's no swelling, there's no signs of, of anything in terms of after he plays, I agree. You go out there, but I don't want to run him 35 on Saturday and then be like, Hey, I'm going to push you to 30, 35 on Sunday. Uh, just out of precaution. Like I, well, I'd still like some, some uh, you know approach where you're not pushing too hard too early. Well, I mean, I assume that the the minutes restriction was going to last longer than just one game anyway. So you know, <laughs> it didn't I mean, even last one game. I mean, twenty two is not minutes. crazy egregious to go from no. eighteen to twenty two. And listen, these guys these guys want to play. Like minute restrictions are stupid to me. Like you're you're either ready to go or you're not. Like. I get the only difference is, is like, can you get your wind up in a game? Because game game speed is different than practice speed. And everybody knows that. Right. So that might have taken a little bit out of them. But outside of like, you know, I, I just think it's funny. You know, well, we're only going to play him 16 minutes. Well, fuck. Is he not healthy or is he? If he is, then why are you, why are you limiting it? Well, like if the team needs him, put him out there. Let him run. Like better safe than sorry. I, I get I get your point, but this I goes do too. To, but this, you also have to make sure you don't like rush somebody back to extremely. We haven't rushed anybody back all season, and this shit keeps happening. No, but like that's <laughs> not true. We have Devin Booker came back early. Devin, the main player in this team, came back early, pushed it, and then now look at where we are. This goes to the stand. The, the training staff said he was good to go. This goes to the Stan Van Gundy. Devin tweet said from, he was good to go. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Devin said, it's Christmas, I'm playing, I don't exactly. care what you guys say, and it didn't work out, but Stan Van Gundy's tweet uh, this week about how, you know, back in the 90s, it was one trainer yeah. and, and your equipment guy that helped out, maybe you we're lucky enough to have an assistant trainer, uh, and he didn't have any of this, and guys just played through stuff, and injuries didn't seem, you know, as prevalent. Maybe there's something to be said for that, maybe, uh, you know, babying these guys in load management puts them at more risk. I know that there's science that claims that it doesn't, but there's also years of uh, you know, of, of actual guys playing basketball that, that says otherwise. 
So, I mean, maybe there is something to it. Maybe if you're healthy, go out there and play. And if you're tired, we'll take you out, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm paraphrasing this one from the chat, but Code said, Lindsay and Saul look like hug dealers and Espo looks like their lawyer. Uh, uh, I don't well, think that word says hug. It, it says hug in my head. <laughs> um, like the shirt that I wear all the time, the big oversized one that says hug dealer and it has the pug or the cat or whatever on it. Well, if you want a hug from Saul, come on down and hang out with us at Four Peaks this upcoming Wednesday, January 25th. That's right. Our last Wednesdays at Four Peaks at their pub on 8th Street are back in action. And mm-hmm. the first one up is January 25th. All of our shows are live and in person throughout the day. We're going to have $3 beer specials, so come say hi and give Saul a big bear hug. You guys know how much Saul loves hugs. So does every, that make me Saul Goodman every, in this? Every time I get a hug, or every time I get a hug, I transfer it over to Lindsay. So we both win. Mm, something like that. Uh, Lindsay gave me a hug yesterday. That's not true. <laughs> I see how it is. Picks or it didn't happen. That's all I'm saying. Look, Picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> as your lawyer, I... I just don't think you guys should be, you know, as your lawyer. Lo- if, if you're our lawyer, we are so fucked. <laughs> we are totally, we are totally going to jail or oh, whatever no. we did. Yeah. Eli's saying, I'd watch better call Espo. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. I would be the world's worst lawyer. You I call bullshit, would. your honor. Uh, you can't say that, sir. <laughs> he'd be like, he'd Order walk in, he'd bring like a 15 pack of four peaks, like Suns Brew, and be like, Can I offer you uh, a cold beverage? Your honor, trying to like bribe your honor. He would bribe everybody (laughs) and then it would get us in even more trouble. Uh, (laughs) Thankfully, Saul and I are not in that business. We are in the business of talking sons basketball. Thankfully, Espo is not our lawyer, should we ever need one. And thankfully, we've got new beer from our friends over at Four Peaks. That's right, two new beers the recreational juice. Dank IPA and Staycation Super Juicy IPA. So again, come hang out with us Wednesday, January 25th. You could try the new beers. You could get some beer specials. All the good things. Also, Saul, you finally hit a bet today on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I did. You are so close. So close to being in the negative. But before we look at the leaderboard, let's go ahead and name our draft king. Well, Emma's gone. I was, <laughs> I was like, I was you like, see that? Our producer's yes, not there, I know, right? but the, that's the Hold order on. that I was I supposed to so go long. in. The two graphics that we need, you're trying to queue up, and I'm like, we have nobody to pull up the graphics. I know, but we had to get in an ad read, so it's not it's not my fault. I don't know oh what to tell gosh. you. <laughs> I was All trying right. to well, skip pr- one. Producer Espo, I think. Producer uh, is, Espo is on behind the, the mat. Oh, what you got, Espo? Can you figure this out? Um. Listen, I just need you guys to understand that it's not our fault. Basically, what ha- happened was the Suns caught, off- caught us off guard with all of this craziness. And it just like we spiraled out of control with excitement. So we weren't on our A game today like they were. Um, yep, get out of the way, Espo. Yeah, but Emma's back. So that's a positive. Yeah. She tried to queue up everything the minute you uh, left. Well, you know. Hey, look at that. Our DraftKings King of the Game, the triplets. Hey. We're going to give it to DA. We're going to give it to Mikkel Bridges. We're going to give it to Cam Johnson. Uh, combining for 70 points, 15 assists, 22 rebounds. Who would have thought Cam Johnson was the key? I guess they all just needed their twin and their triplets yeah, back they, out know, there. They probably felt lonely. Yeah. They, they needed their third leg of the tripod. Exactly. I'm back. You feel better now? Yeah. Uh, So shout out to those three guys uh, for getting the job done tonight. We're happy to name them our DraftKings King of the Game. (laughs) This is a mess. This this show Um, has been an absolute train fucking wreck. Yes. But thank you guys for hanging and dealing with us. Um, So back to our DraftKings bets that you actually hit today. Saul, congratulations on that. Pull up the graphic, You are almost in the positive so what'd you take today? What so was I your I took bet? the Suns to win the money line, and then I took DA over 19 and a half points. Oh, DA over 19 and a half points. I thought it was Mikhail. I thought it was Mikhail too. Well, well good thing DA hit. also had over 19 and a half points. Let's so you're go. still Doesn't good. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Boom. I got it. I won some money. Let's DA go. with 24. So yeah. yes, you still have it. You're good. Espo, you took a swing. Look, look, I uh I happily just uh decided I wanted to reverse jinx. 
uh, and and hurt the Nets here. So I took Nets with a margin of victory and or margin of a lead after the first quarter between 13 and 15 points at a plus 1600. Nowhere near that. So uh, you're welcome, Suns. Yeah, that was a tough one, to be honest with you. I took DA under uh, 0.5 blocks. Also hit on that one. It was not as big of odds as it was originally when we started this game, but it still hit, and that's all that matters. Uh, l- listen, we- folks, uh, I'm I'm coming back with a vengeance. I'm going to make a run here soon. I will be like the Suns. It did not look er- good for the last month, but I assure you my shit will get put back together, and I will make a run. So also, uh, sometimes I get migraines, so that's why I'm wearing the glasses. It's not because I want to look cool. Or that I think the shades fucking match my outfit, even though they do, it's because I don't want to squint at the lights. So I'm wearing these. It's okay if you want to look cool. So nobody's judging you. We'll I go promise. with that. Um, yeah, so that's where we are as far as winning bets. Uh, Saul is now officially almost in the green. He's minus 750. Uh, so that was a solid win for you tonight. I finally reached 100. I'm at 105.62. tonight? Seventeen dollars, something like that. Sixteen fifty, or something. You win like that? that much money? That doesn't make any sense because you're like the clear above and beyond favorite. Like, yeah, I'm I'm betting a, a minus three fifty, and uh, Espo's at fifty-seven dollars on it, and I won one hundred and forty-five dollars. Like, Listen, what the fuck? What? Don't ask me. That's just how it works. Hmm. Blame the DraftKings sportsbook app. I, yeah, I just I, I don't care. I think Peter's gonna. Hey, if you guys want to get in on the action right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook Sportsbook app, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. If you have not downloaded the app yet, make sure you do that and use the promo code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, we have a couple more super chats to get to. Super, super Uh, chat. First one from Vertigo. Thank you so much for your super chat. Said thoughts on DeAndre and tonight, Lindsay. I thought DA played pretty good, especially to start this game. Um, I think he came out with a really good energy. He was, if I recall correctly, eight of nine to start this game. Um, I could be off a little bit there, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was to start this game. And he just jumped up to 10 points really quick, too. You were even saying, like, Monty, why are you pulling DA out right now? He's cooking. Just leave him in there. Let him continue to shine and have this moment. Um, Unfortunately, Monty did pull him like he normally does. But I still think DA had a really decent game. I think maybe he took some of the criticism that he took. Uh, he got on social media today, maybe to heart. Maybe oh. he maybe was showing out from Matt Ishbia. Maybe. Uh, maybe he was telling Kevin O'Connor, you can shove your criticism where the sun don't shine. Whatever you want. Um, whatever it is, let's do it again on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just, I listen, man. <laughs> you, I, I, I like, you seem so disheartened by this. Yeah, are you because sad? Because you know, like, I don't want to think that this guy, that's what that that's what's going to have to get him every single time, right? Somebody, yeah. Some outside chatter all the time. Always like, like, dude, if you're going to take things personally, just make the smallest thing a big then deal Then become a Michael head. Jordan yes. and take everything yes. personally. But if you're sitting there waiting for, you know, God and country to get on the airwaves to to come at you before you finally have any feeling, then it's already lost. Like, I don't believe that. I just think that for some reason he's into more games than others, and I can't figure it out. I don't think anybody can figure it out. And and I just wish it was consistent because when he does this, especially in the first half, he looks so damn dominant. Yeah. But then it just fizzles and it goes away. So I'm I'm hoping this is the beginning of a trend. You – I mean, wow, Arias, you guys are losing their minds over there. But you know guys like this or people like this that you you have to manage, and sometimes you have to give the pep talk, right? You got to – they need something to fuel them, and I, that's just the kind of person DA is. So if he has to find it somewhere, there's plenty of criticism. Read Twitter on a daily basis, DA, if you need something external to fire you up because you'll definitely find something there. I mean – I don't think this is going to be the norm, but I'm at least happy we saw it tonight and got the win. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take the, a night like this from DA any night, absolutely, and not complain about it. Yeah. 
I just wish it was more consistent. Me too. If it was more consistent, we would be, the last month and a half would have been a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. I'll just mm -hmm. say that. I'll say that for sure. Okay, a couple more super chats. Uh, this one is from Joe. Joe, thank you for your super chat. Said Saban Lee is the shadow of Brandon Knight. Agree <laughs> okay. or disagree? Meh. As long as we don't pay him what they paid Brandon Knight, I'll be all right. I mean, yes, that's yeah. that's a big one. That Oops. was a lot of money. And then we got a super chat from Alec. Alec, thank you for your super chat. Um, I'm guessing the follow-up comment from Alec is what we were going to discuss. Said, why are we so quick to forget D. Wash's offensive spark? He led us to a win over Memphis. He deserves a spot, in my opinion. Listen, <laughs> I, I don't think that you're... We love D-Wash yeah. over here. <laughs> like, we think that the potential is there and that should he have land in the right spot where a team and an organization is willing to work through the mistakes that he is inevitably going to make being this young and help develop him, he's going to be a solid guy, a solid role player on a team. Yeah. But it just seems like Monty doesn't want to, doesn't trust him. It, yeah. it seems like Monty doesn't trust him. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of that. I think it's the... The performances in the fourth quarter that he did mm -hmm. get an opportunity and just the, the turnovers that he had. Yeah. Um, and Monty can't get past it. Um, and also, listen, I, I don't know what other influence um, the assistant coaches have on Monty, um, but there's a rhyme and a reason somehow, some way to what they do. Uh, maybe it's analytics. Maybe it's more than that. I don't know. But uh, there's there's a method to their madness that I can't figure out. And on a, in a game like tonight, when you think you have a little bit of opportunity, especially when the Suns are up by 24 at, yeah. at one point, why not give D-Wash some run in those moments? But we're sticking to to the script, whatever that script is, if you're Monty Williams. But he's the kind of guy I wish he had a G League team for, right? Because yeah. you get him some run with that G League team, you get him yeah. familiar with the system, you get him comfortable with the system, then maybe he can have a more of an impact when you have – you know, this time where you need guys to step up rather than having to learn on the job because there were plenty of games he sat there and he didn't play a damn minute. And I'd much rather have him ha had those minutes in the G League. But this franchise right now in its current iteration doesn't believe in that. And maybe that changes with Matt Ishbia. Maybe that's a James Jones thing. I lean towards it's a James Jones thing because he doesn't seem – to, to think youth and drafting is very important. I mean, uh, so, but that's where I wish Dwayne Washington Jr. had the opportunity because mm -hmm. I think he'd thrive there and he'd be comfortable. And then you could have a, a guy like Monty have a little bit more confidence in him. Yeah. Um, Eldon said, I'd imagine how players look in practice has an impact on who coaches are playing. Totally. Agree completely. But I think you can't compare practice to a game either. No. And the experience that you get in practice versus a game are also completely different. And the thing is, is when you're down seven dudes that are basically all your top seven dudes, mm -hmm. like, why not let this guy get some run? Why not experiment yeah. a little bit? Let him build up some confidence, work through some pain points and learn. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, I agree. Like, and also, like, there are guys out there that are just awful in practice and yeah. excellent in games. Like, I'm not saying D-Wash has been amazing in these games by any stretch of the imagination, but he has proven to be uh, a, a piece that you would like to have, especially in a game like tonight when everything was spread out. Like, D-Wash can shoot the rock, especially if he's wide open. It's having Cam on the opposite side and maybe run some actions to try and free them up instead of relying on D-Wash to solely be a point guard, could have helped, you know what I mean? So, like, why not use all your your tools to your disposal and, and stop acting like you got the full squad because you don't. You still got, like, three guys missing. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree on that. I just – I don't know that he's going to – Monty's going to change. change. I mean, this is, this is Monty, and that's who he is. You I, know? Feel like, I feel like I'm starting to get to a place with Monty Williams that a lot of people have – that a lot of people got to like in Denver with with Vance uh, Joseph when he was the head coach where he, they were just so set in their ways and they refused to adapt and mm -hmm. modify um, and and get out of the bubble or whatever that they're they're trying to go by. Like sometimes you have to make an adjustment based on where your team is at and who's playing well and stop looking at the damn script. Yeah, like, stop mm -hmm. it. You got to move away from that. And Monty just never does that. He's just he is who he is, and he is 
He's going to be that guy until he leaves. And yeah, I don't know if I'm necessarily on board with it, but it did work for two years. So I'll just let it go. Can, yeah, go ahead. Can we take a look at the standings real quick? Yes, here? I absolutely. was just looking at this. Stu something stupid happened? Well, no, it's just this is how crazy the Western Conference is. The Sun started the day at 12th. They're now 11th. But they're game back of 6th and mm -hmm. the Utah Jazz. Two games back of 5th and the Dallas Mavericks. Two and a half games back of 3rd and the Sacramento Kings. They're not they're they're not out of the thick of any of this right now. This could yeah. change. Excuse me. It was three and a half games out of uh, out of the third, but th this could change on a dime here. They could be in six by the end of the weekend, even. That I mean, it's not out of out of imagination. So there's still plenty of reason to be excited about this team. And tonight, I think, is is more proof that hey, it's more likely going to turn out exciting than it is going to turn out disappointing with lottery balls mm -hmm. right now. Yep, we are hoping to get more out of this team, more guys off the injury report, and some more furniture from our friends over <laughs> at More Furniture. If you guys are in the market for chairs, tables, loungers, recliners, side tables, you name it, our friends over at More Furniture have what you need, whether you're buying for your home or an office space. They also have white glove delivery, which we got here at PHNX. Fantastic service. It literally takes all of the hard work out of buying furniture because they quite literally do the heavy lifting for you. So if you are looking to save big on the best furniture in the Valley, make sure you head to morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. Also, I'm really mad at the ASU boys because we were here first, right? They were off doing their thing. Mm -hmm. Their game started a little bit after ours. And when they rolled up, they rolled up with a bag of illegal peeds. And I was like, how are you guys just going to go to illegal peeds and not text us and ask us for our because order? Because that's what ASU people do. They don't think about it. Like, my goodness. I was, I was real upset with them. Um, I gave them a lot of grief because illegal peeds is fantastic. It's bomb. And if you guys are in the mood for... Uh, bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, custom cocktails, beer, including non-alcoholic beer. So it's dry January friendly if you're participating in that. <laughs> Happy hour. Well, then our friends over at Illegal Pete's are the perfect place for you. And if you're doing a new year, new diet kind of thing, you don't have to be pushing it off because Illegal Pete's has exactly what you need. They have endless options of fresh ingredients that can fit almost any diet or dietary restriction. So it's a no-brainer. Eat Pete's just for the health of it. Illegal Pete's, again, is always our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. You know, if you missed our uh, huge tea party last Friday, shame on you. It was amazing. <laughs> yes, it was a blast. Uh, we have videos to come to, to kind of show you exactly what you missed. But there, you also missed a bunch of us in our beautiful Bad Birdie merch, uh, quarter zips, polos. Uh, they have added so much more product to their line. Please check them out. It's one of the best pieces of golf gear you will find. Use promo code PHNX Sports underscore 15, and you will be good to go. I'm sorry, uh, PHNX under underscore sports 15 sorry that is hard to see my bad um if you want to get save yourself 15 percent on any of that bad birdie merch uh like i said it, it's it's breathe easy it feels great it's nice and breezy it was fun to wear that stuff out on the course um so grab yours and come join us for the next tea party and show off yeah, yeah i'd love to grab a hat at some point at some yeah, point you, know, you, you will get a hat website. i promise cool. as well okay so one thing that was really cool from tonight's game obviously in the pregame we talked about it and if you guys missed it matt ishbia the future owner of the phoenix suns attended his first suns game tonight since we got the news that he was going to be buying the franchise and this was a really neat kind of thing because one it tells us that this is moving forward mm -hmm. in the NBA that they're, if not in the very final stages, very close to the very final stages. We also got news right before the game started. I don't know, Saul Espo, do one of you want to kind of break that down for us as far as what seems like is about to be allowed? Yeah, Sham Sharania reported that first off and foremost that Ishbia was going to be at the game, but then he dropped the nugget that the Suns have let other teams know that they're willing to deal 
first future first round picks and take on additional salary, which were seemed to be prohibited under uh, the disgraced future former owner and soon to be the disgraced former owner of the Phoenix Suns uh, that that he was prohibiting him. So it appears that Ishbia is now in control, uh, at least in approving some of those deals, uh, was the implication that Shams met, uh, made and that this deal should be done sometime in February officially. So it, it's all good news on mm-hmm. that front for the Phoenix Suns. Hopefully that means they'll find a Jay Crowder deal. Maybe it'll be a larger deal to bring somebody in. Help should be on the way, not only from injuries, uh, you know, guys coming back from injury, but also in the form of a trade now. Yeah, and then in addition to all of that, one of the really kind of nice things, one of the photos, little nuggets of information we got from the game tonight was that Matt Ishbia was actually walking around the concourse saying hi to fans out there. Um, we got these photos courtesy of Cam Cox on Twitter uh, who was able to like kind of give us an inside look at what was going on. And it's pretty cool to see how um, he seems like he's getting really involved already. I mean, we saw what he was doing um, with Dave King and the bright side night and the big donation. Mm-hmm. $100,000. Like, I'm not trying to say Ishbia is that guy, right? Because we don't know yet. We are all still going based off of information that is being shared with us. But this is a good look. It's a good start, and I will take it. Well, I don't know if he's that guy either, but he pretends a lot better than uh, than the other guy if he's not that guy, and I'll take that at least at this point. It, it appears visually the optics seem like this is a, a better situation. Uh, just walking the concourse was pretty cool too because he had to figure his face has been plastered everywhere in Phoenix that fans would recognize him. I just felt bad that he had to sit next to Sam Garvin tonight, but you know, that's only <laughs> a temporary problem. Yeah. I listen. I, I think, I, I think it's refreshing for, for all of us to be able to uh, see him in our element, mm-hmm. um, you know, and people walking around the concourse. That's a, that's a great thing. But you know, I, I listen, I, it's way too early to tell uh, what he's all about, how he's going to go about doing things. Uh, um, and you know, it's, it's, we still, time will tell, time will tell that, you know, so right now on the surface, it looks like it's, you know, this is a, definitely a, a huge move and a move in the absolute right direction. But oh. again, it's, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, just like I think we all should be all yeah. the time with things like this. But look, if, if it is in fact that the shackles have been released, that they can make moves and it sounds like they want to invest uh, in in winning right now. That's an improvement too, because I haven't over the years we haven't been convinced that the money was willing uh, that they were willing to spend the money it took to really go out there and make things happen. And at least right now, uh, verbally, that's what we're hearing. Now I need to see the moves, obviously, but I'll take that as a positive sign as well and i am of the belief still right now almost anything is better than what we've had i will say this uh jj's on the clock like you better make a go time hey listen uh, on paper and in the the forum of social media uh the ball has now been firmly passed back onto your side of the court and you better do something with this because um i don't think they say that if they have any delusions that they want to have a first or second round exit they want to go for it again, they want to try and win a Western Conference Championship. They want to win a, uh, a finals. Um, that's always been the goal. And when this team is all put together, they could make a run. And you would need to take, you know, it would probably be, need to be one of those magical fucking runs to get back to the Western Conference Finals or the NBA Finals with the team as it's currently constructed, if all healthy. But we all know and we all feel that they just need one or two more pieces, especially if they can get a score. And right now, for James Jones. He better figure it out and he better make it happen because uh, Planet Orange is not exactly vibing with what Jay's thrown out there mm-hmm. um, of late, especially after this offseason where virtually nothing happened. You can't ha- hide behind Bobby anymore. Nope. Yeah. There's no excuses now. James Jones needs to realize that he is a real life GM and not a fantasy GM like we are when we play over at underdog fantasy they do daily fantasy sports differently okay you guys you can commit to a season-long 
fantasy. You could do weekly fantasy. You could do daily fantasy. Um, It's a blast. It is so easy. It's user-friendly. And like I said, the options are endless for how you can um, have a good time on the Underdog Fantasy app. So if you guys want to get started, go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. But make sure you sign up with that promo code PHNX because Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100 We also have an underdog fantasy show here at PHNX, so if you need a little bit of help or you just want to kind of hang out with the guys and the gals on uh, that show while you guys are playing on underdog fantasy, that's available to you as well. But again, don't forget that promo code in the extra hundred bucks. As Mariah said, it's a sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. You take promo (laughs) code PHNX. Yeah, yeah. well, guess what? Guess what, everybody? You know what time it is. In the darkness, beyond the light. There shall only be one. Welcome to Earth! Hi, Gerald. How are ya? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We are solid. Happy to have Cam back. Happy to get a Suns win. I know Cam probably is one of the main topics of the evening for you as far as media availability went. What'd you guys hear about his return and how he looked out there? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Monty came out and said it. He was kind of surprised that Cam was able to come out first game in over two months and produce the way that he did in limited minutes. Uh, He joked next question when asked about whether Cam actually did go over the minutes limit. Um, Apparently on TNT, they were saying it was 18 minutes. Uh, They pulled him in the fourth at around 18 minutes, and then the Nets made a run and they put him back in. Uh, But he was able to make some key plays down the stretch, and he played great. Um, everyone kind of agreed that he provided a morale boost. Cam was saying he wasn't expecting the ovation when he checked in, but it did give him some juice, and he felt that gave the team some juice in turn. So you could tell he was chomping at the bit to be back out there, and uh, really cool for him to have such a great game in his first night back. I was I was joking around with these guys, and I said, uh, you know, when we start this post game, I'm going to be like, what the fuck do we even know anymore? The triplets are back. They're all in full force. Don't trade any of them. Don't touch them. They're untouchable. Uh, what was your overall uh, perception of how those three played? Uh, it looked like they all enjoyed being back together again. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously the Nets defense wasn't good tonight, but in the last 10 games or so, they've been a very good defense. So um, this is you kind of feel deprived because this meniscus injury has not allowed us to see what the triplets could have done together during this injury shortened stretch where they needed guys and, you know, Cam is not going to unlock everything like he did tonight, but against this team, like it opened things up for DA in the middle. He had a phenomenal first half until the Nets kind of slowed him down with that zone in the second half. Uh, Mikhail Bridges was great. He tied his career high in assists with nine tonight, and they were able to give him some shit about his playmaking and how Mikhail never gets nine assists again. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Cam, like his, his spacing that he provides, it just helps open things up for everybody, not just DA. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm still very much not going to overreact to one game, but this is what we've been talking about. The Suns have multiple number three options, and when you have that many guys that can play and play well, when you're fully healthy, you know, you're going to see a very big difference. It's during this injury-shortened stretch that maybe these guys aren't capable of filling larger roles. What did uh, What was the fans' reaction to Matt Ishbia being out there tonight, and and did he get any time on the jumbotron? Are they are they the, to that point yet, or do we need to see the full transition before we get there? No, I think we need to see the full transition. There was no acknowledgement of him on the jumbotron or anything. He was apparently talking to all the fans that were, you know, coming up to him when he was moving through the concourse or wherever. But he was keeping a low profile aside from sitting in Robert Sarver's old seats. Um, you know, he's kind of dressed in conspicuously. He was trying to blend in and just take in the experience, it seemed like. Did uh, did you see our old buddy from Summer League, Sean Marks, and did you check in on, on KD <laughs> again? Or? You know, it's funny. I saw him sitting courtside when I was out here watching warm-ups, and I felt like going over and saying something. But Should've. then I got my, – my PTSD was triggered, so I just kind of <laughs> sat there and watched him converse with the bigwigs. Uh, so, Gerald um, – uh-huh. You've now watched Kyrie Irving in person several times. Mm -hmm. Uh, This time, you could see it. We could all feel it coming. And then sure as shit, he tried to win the game all by himself in the fourth quarter. Uh, 
what were the what were the Nets doing right besides just giving the ball to Kyrie and saying just do whatever? And, and what were the Suns doing wrong from your from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I don't. They there were a couple of botched coverages down the stretch for sure. I, I think they were kind of leaning on their lead and hoping that he was going to miss some tough shots, and he made some. To his credit, in that fourth quarter, he was great. Um, the first three, they did a phenomenal job on him, though. Like they had held him to three of sixteen shooting at one point, and then I think he closed on whatever it was like five of seven or something crazy like that. So he was great in the fourth quarter, but the Suns did a really nice job limiting him all night, and it kind of honestly felt like, yeah, that it got close and it was a little bit scary, but it felt like a little too too little too late in that case because he was awful for the, through the first three quarters. They did a nice job on him. Um, Saban Lee, if I recall correctly, tomorrow would be his 10th day, correct? Mm -hmm. Today was his penultimate. I know. You and your big words on Twitter. Um, (laughs) So do you think the Suns will sign him to an additional 10-day contract? I'd be shocked if they didn't. And honestly, at this point, depending on what the prognosis is for campaign, Uh, We might see him converted to a regular contract after that if he continues to play the way that he has. I mean, obviously, he left off the stat sheet tonight. I think he had 15 points and six assists off the bench. Um, But he had proven to be kind of stable, uh, stable third guard for them, especially during the stretch where they don't have a lot of ball handling. They don't have a lot of playmaking. They don't have a lot of guys that just stick their head down and go to the basket. Uh, I was talking to him in the locker room afterwards, and he was saying, you know, the familiarity from training camp has definitely helped. He's been trying to learn everything as quick as he can on the fly, but mostly he's just trying to stick to his game, which is playing defense, attacking the rim, and just knowing and running the sets properly. And honestly, that's all the Suns need right now. You know, Monty was saying before the game that he and James Jones have talked uh, about Saban Lee yesterday, and they both like him. So I'd be shocked if he doesn't get a second 10-day on Saturday, um, and then we'll go from there and see what the future holds from him after that. Okay, so you said, depending on what happens with campaign, have you heard any rumors or rumblings about what's going on there? Because I know last we heard he was wearing a boot. Yeah, that's what we heard on the road. I think it was Dwayne Rankin that reported that. Um, I think the initial timeline for reevaluation was two weeks, so we should be coming up on that relatively soon here. Um, No insider information on that, but, you know, like, Chris Paul has been dealing with the right hip soreness. He was questionable for tonight's game, but missed his sixth consecutive game. They keep calling him day to day, but that winds up being like two weeks to a month. Mm -hmm. So it would be nice to have a little bit of guard depth. If you're going to keep Dwayne Washington on a two-way slot and you don't trust him to run your offense, you might as well bring in an actual third guard that you do trust. Um, And he's been pretty reliable so far. Ish Wainwright had a heads up play there at the towards the end of the game with that foul did Monty talk at all about the strategy there was that planned or was that ish taking the initiative to make sure they didn't get a three not really that's actually going to be something we're going to follow up with practice tomorrow there was just a lot of ground to cover in post game tonight um but the Suns have historically under Monty been a team that's very apt to foul guys when they're up three um so I think that might have been in the plan uh, you could just tell by the way that Ish fouled him so quickly without even really thinking about it that you, it kind of felt like the planned strategy ahead of time. But we'll we'll get verification on that probably tomorrow at practice. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much, Gerald. We appreciate you and all of the information that you bring us night in and night out. We got used to you being here because the Suns were on the road so much. Yeah. Now we got to get used to you being at the Footprint Center since they're going to be home quite a bit oh, yeah. over the next couple of weeks. You definitely get used to this. <laughs> uh, I'm glad your mic's better than mine, so thanks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, gentlemen, any final thoughts on tonight's game before we say goodbye? No, no. no. Hey, I, we got a W. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that matters. Gerald, you got something? I did have one last thing in the running tally of how many times the Suns have made fun of Mikhail Bridges when he has a high assist night. Uh, I asked him about it in the locker room after the game because Monty had said they thought it was impossible for him to get to nine. And D.A. overheard it and he shouted back at Mikhail Bridges, you got nine assists? Damn, the Lord cometh. Jesus is coming. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they totally love to give Mikhail shit. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, man. Well, we're happy to have Mikhail constantly dishing out that many assists. So fingers crossed. 
He can keep it going. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you. We will not have a show for you tomorrow, but we will have a show for you on Saturday and Sunday, pre and post game shows, both of those days. So plan to come hang out with us until we see you Next time, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And uh, real quick, today we did launch the Outside Shot Show with EJ. If you didn't get a chance to listen, please go back and listen. We dropped it earlier this afternoon uh, or catch the YouTube video. Either way, Eddie was fantastic today. Uh, show number one in the book. So yeah, show some love. Please. It'll be a really fun show. So rate, review, and subscribe. And then, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. If you need legal advice, you can tweet me at Espo. Oh, my God. But I don't promise it'll be good. Oh, oh. no. Ahoy, ahoy. Metro. Megas in control, and he ain't never going to let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey, Gerald, Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B.